Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 15, Coming Home Newcastle's number one podcast, the best of all time. I'm with the best co-host of all time, Elijah Newsom. How are we doing? I'm, I'm wonderful, you know. I woke yeah. up on the right side of my bed today, um, the side that's not against the wall, so it was good. Yeah. I was able to get out of bed easily. Even though we are still probably the only winless podcast in Premier League history? Uh, I don't know. There was a time where there was the Roker Report podcast, um, and they they had the – I wouldn't say pleasure, but they had to cover Sunderland. So Yeah, I mean – that's a lot of not that's bad. That's yeah. bad. <laughs> they were actually probably the first SB Nation winless championship podcast. So mm. at least we're not mm. that. Yeah, we didn't get to that level. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then how many, I mean, how many League One podcasts are there, right? Well, they're the only one I know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so low. That's have, fun in, have fun in League One. I can't even reach that low. Yeah. I, I don't even know where League One is. No, no. Couldn't find it on a map. Yep. And uh, you can't fly to Sunderland, so. All That's right. True. So today we're going to talk about Saints. We have some club news for you. Um, we're playing Saints on Saturday. It's, a, I guess, a relegation dogfight already in the end of October. But um, give us a follow. Our new podcast Twitter account is at CHN underscore radio. And follow our main account at coming home and ufc our website coming home newcastle.com and our email chn radio and ufc at gmail.com i expect all that to have been written down by our listeners thank you and we'll get right into the club news um it's going to be out of order and random but there was actually a uh, newcastle were, were caught scouting <laughs> they were caught scouting mitchell clark he's a right back Currently at Port Vale in League Two, but he's on loan there from Aston Villa. Apparently, he's a, he's pretty promising right back, and he can play on the left too. Um, I don't know much about him outside of that. I know we've been scouting him. Possible links for a move in January to join our youth ranks. We are trying to build that up because if you remember, in the summer we released everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's really all the news on that. Um, and the next bit, uh, Elijah and I have talked about a few times. There was an interview with Florian Lejeune saying that he could return. Well, so it's funny because on like Monday or Tuesday, he said, we can, I'm going to return early in the new year, like maybe January. And then like yesterday, he was like, well, I'm not going to put a timetable on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want your thoughts on that. I know where you stand, but I want you to tell it to the people. I, I will say this. Um, I deserve any heat that I've gotten saying that he was going to not play at all for the rest of the season because it's looking very – it's looking possible that he could play, um, which I think is – I think the ACL tear just wasn't as bad as as advertised. Um, but he was, like, in training, like, knocking balls and stuff. So, I don't know. I would imagine that he's probably going to be back in January. But I think that he was told not to talk about that one, because possibly the team just doesn't want people to know that he's going to be back that, that, that early. Or uh, two, Rafa's trying to use this as leverage, maybe, still. In or January. they have MJ's magic juice. The, the secret stuff? Yeah, the secret stuff. Why do I say magic juice? <laughs> magic juice sounds like something completely different. <laughs> oh, just saying. 
<laughs> just the secret stuff. Your magic juice. Okay. He has the secret stuff. That's, yeah. what, that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So something to watch out for there. He is training. He's hitting the ball around and that would, the depth alone would be huge. Obviously we know he's a good player, but. Okay. But would it be huge? Yeah. I mean, Clark, Fernandez, Cher, Lascelles. I yeah. Mean, I mean, oh, all- we'll have, we'll have a really deep defense and still not yeah. be able to score goals. So <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. That's, yeah, that's what we need. It, I mean, I would be, I would agree with you and be like, okay, the depth is great if we were like in a cup competition or. Hey, and Lejeune scored goals in, in La Liga and they I, were all headers. Oh, so, okay. I'm go. not doubting that. I'm just saying that Lejeune's not a cam. So no, like, but he can your back is not going to change the outlook of this season unless he's going to be bagging in goals left and right. But if like, he wants to play number 10, I'd, I'd take it. I, yeah. I, I would take anyone at number 10. I'd take Trevor Mooney at number 10 right now. Trevor, the questionnaire. The questionnaire. Uh, so in the next bit, we have um, Rafa had been reported to, to be speaking with Lee Charnley. So Sean Longstaff's contract, it, it hits that six-month mark. And Elijah, I know you're a big FIFA. Oh, yeah. And what does the six-month until contract expiration date mean? Oh, it means that you can sign that player in advance and they can join your club. Yeah. At the next transfer window. So, yeah. Yep. So, and the fee to do that with Sean Longstaff would be 500 K. So very cheap in comparison with the talent that he's could be. Um, but it, it expired or that six month mark hits in January. So Rafa and Lee Charlie have been speaking about renewing that contract. There are clubs interested reportedly in Spain and Germany, some in England, I'm assuming. I think that's just, obvious yeah. at this point but a lot of people have their eyes on Longstaff he performed one very well in the third tier um last season and he's doing well now so hopefully we can we can wrap him up because having having a strong youth system is really important even though even we don't we don't use it correctly and we touched on that it's just we we need to start so um so we'll we'll wait and see we'll update you on Sean Longstaff we are we were caught scouting another player um Leandro Troussard, he's a left wing for Genk in Belgium. So he's on he's crazy. So this is this match this weekend is going to be the battle for Leandro Troussard cuz Saints and Newcastle have been linked to him. Uh but 15 goals, 4 assists in 17 matches in all competitions. That's pretty good. Especially yeah. as a winger. <laughs> that's a, that's awesome. And now we know the quality of the Belgian league isn't comparable in any way to to the Prem, but if you're doing that well, you can imagine they'd be able to step up. And we know a few current – one of the top scorers in the Premier League that used to play for Newcastle came from the Belgian League. So Yeah, but has he scored recently? No. I mean, I, I'd take so, any of his goals on Newcastle. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying he scored the first two matches of the season and then hasn't scored since. So, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I'm, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Um, next bit, we got two more for you. Uh, Neil Redfern, we reported he, and many people reported, that he signed with the U23s as uh, backroom staff to Ben Dawson. And he is gone already. It's been three weeks. He wants to consider some more permanent job offers, which it was kind of weird that he was on the U23s to begin with. It was great. We'll take him. But it's like, why are you an assistant to Ben Dawson? Um, when you were a manager at Leeds like two years ago. So um, so that happened. And then the last bit is uh, we were mentioning 
our youth system needs full revamping and needs to be run better. But Arsenal and Fulham are now targeting Freddie Woodman. Um, there were loan offers for him in August that were the reported ones were Charlton and Oxford that were turned down so he could continue to play with the U23s. But apparently Arsenal and Fulham are interested and they're hovering around. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, if you're not going to play him, that I mean, I don't know. I, I, like Dubrovka, I what he's. I think he's thirty now. So, I mean, you've got the opportunity to seriously start easing in Woodman. And I mean, Carl Darlow seems to kind of hit his peak. I don't think I don't see him getting any better. So, I mean, but I wouldn't be surprised if Woodman sold just because we need funds because we'll be in some sort of relegation battle and we need funds to bring in some striker because we can't afford him. Yeah. Without it. So Dubrovka is 29. He'll be 30 in January. Just okay. let everybody know. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's two things for me. It's it, there's, I think two things are happening. One uh, is kind of what I ranted about last time is they're just, they just don't trust these guys and they treat it like a daycare. They're U 23s and U 18s and they're not going to give the opportunity because they think, Oh, they're just kids and they're not ready for the Premier League, which is just a bad way to think when there's so many young players currently starting at top clubs all over the world. Prime examples. Um, looking at Liverpool. And then you can – the other one is what I just mentioned. It's just we just have a poorly run youth system top to bottom. And, and actually there's three. And they just aren't really paying attention. And then the last one is – Kind of a hot take, but I don't think Freddie Woodman's that good. Okay. I think he's gotten his chance. If he hasn't been able to pass Rob Elliott or Carlo Darlow yet, Carl Darlow yet, then what what I mean, what are we what's what's he doing? I if think Rob has, Elliott's around still because he, he has some good tweets. <laughs> yeah, he tweets. He's <laughs> he's a tweeter. But like, I mean, if you're not better than them by now, you've been in the system. I mean, you have Steve Harper is now working with you and nothing's changed. You haven't even been named to the squad. I don't know. I I think that the he was the U20 England keeper, won the World Cup for him, but they just had a good side. So was it more of like he was a keeper on a good team or was he actually a really good keeper? It, there were some they were in some penalty shootouts, I believe. So he he had the opportunity to display that it was good. And he was he also won he won the award for being the best keeper at that tournament as well. Don't forget that. So, yeah. There was promise. Yeah. There was I, promise. He made some saves. I'm going to stick with my hot take. I hope to be proven wrong, Freddie. But I mean, you're, you're not good I, right now. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's that impressive. Uh, okay. It's, it's somewhat impressive to win that at a U20 tournament. But then again, it's a U20 tournament. So, like, you would hope that a guy who's been playing professionally for a while is able to make saves against U20 guys a lot of which are still stuck in youth systems. I mean, Freddie Woodman's had the opportunity to go out on loan and play professionally. So I don't know. You would hope that he's one of the best keepers at that tournament. Just context. Yeah, yeah. And you would hope that he would be one of the best keepers in this league, being in the Premier League 2 Division 2. But we're winning games like 5-2 to two and 4-3 to three and losing 5 nothing and those things. But he's starting pretty much every match. Um, not many clean sheets going on in that level. And it's the lowest division of the Premier League, too. 
So we'll see. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into to Newcastle versus Southampton. We're heading down there. South Coast. Uh, we'll look at the table first. I don't want to mention where we are. I hope everyone knows that is very low. You cannot get lower in the Premier League. Um, and then Huddersfield and Fulham are there with us. Uh, Huddersfield at three points, one point ahead of us, and Fulham at five. Southampton, not much further away. They're in 16th place with six points, minus eight goal differential, same as Newcastle. Um, so not not a good season for either club here. So a win is massive. A win for Southampton, not including any other results, would put them in, in 13th place a win for us could put us out of the relegation zone so i mean southampton could be bumped up to mid-table ish here and we could be out of the danger zone which so a win three points on either side is massive um, and both teams have the same type of motivation to get that because it's been bad form all around so let's get into it elijah i want you to kind of take us in on the on the lineups here um diame will not be on the wing so oh. What? <laughs> so give us your your lineup predictions for Saints. Let's let's see what you're thinking. Like for Saints or or for Newcastle? Oh, yeah, yeah. At at Saints. So Okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. I was like, I have no idea what Saints are gonna roll out. Yeah. Um let's see. So I, I would have I think you go again with Muto up top. I think um statistically he didn't have an amazing game, but I think that's because of I of the the other person playing behind him, in front of him, alongside him, whatever you want to call, whatever Iose Perez was doing. Um, so I, I think Muto should start, and I think that he's our best striking option right now. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rafa goes with the familiar face of Hasselu, um, with Rondon apparently still not technic- not going to be Matt fit, like fit, you know, um, match fit, I guess. Um, so I, I would I imagine Muto is going to start uh, Richie, and I think we're going to see the same lineup. I don't even know have to go through the whole thing. Sadly, Diame's clunky touch will be in the midfield uh, with Shelby. Iose is going to start again. Um, Richie and and Kennedy, of course, and then at the back four is going to be uh, Fernandez and Lascelles with Dummett and Yedlin with Dubrovka and Nat. So um, a solid lineup. If they play the way they did against Brighton and they're able to finish chances. It shouldn't have an issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same thing. <laughs> same thing. And I, I want people to, because so Rafa's been getting a lot of criticism, and I want to have people kind of rethink the final 30 minutes of a match because you don't have to have, you don't have, to have your best lineup start. I, I, I've kind of come to a – this is weird me saying this because I've kind of come to a realization myself and I'm going to try to talk it out. <laughs> so you don't have to have your best squad in the 11. What you need to do, especially in a close game, I think we can all agree that this should probably be a, a close match. Um, in this situation, I, I want a player like Muto to come off the bench in the second half rather than start. I think he's our best player moving off the ball right now. I, I think that that would be a better move than to start him like that way. Cause if you're predicting a, a close game, you can put in a, like a really good sub a fire fire, like light a fire under their ass player. And in the final 30 minutes, really give it, to, give it to him to either equalize or take the lead or whatever situation you're in. Uh, 
I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that important to start your number one, a lineup for a match like this when you're on the road um, against a club, when you need points, you just need points specifically wins. So what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Putting like a, a better attack, like probably our best attacking player in Mito and kind of holding him out to the hour mark or something like that. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that, especially because his change of pace, his pace would change the game completely. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the reasons he started the last game was that Brighton's pretty slow at the back. They've got two clunky center backs and, and two fullbacks who aren't necessarily that quick. So, Newcastle, in theory, should be able to use their, their pace to their advantage and make some decent runs behind the defense. But, of course, they chose to swing the ball in, which is seems like the opposite of what you would do. But Yeah, yeah. I digress. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. Um, and it's not like Hosselu doesn't perform in the role. Like, I think he plays the role perfectly that Rafa wants him to play. Um, I don't think Hosselu makes bad runs. I just think that he's a liability on the counter. I just think that he has a terrible first touch. Um, and that he misses a lot of chances. So if you're com- content with that and you're expecting goals to come from el- from elsewhere, then, yeah, sure, you can start Oslo, and uh, that's fine. And honestly, you're right, it might not even make a difference, and um, Ringo Muto would be the best thing he could do. So that wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised if Muto's on the bench. Yeah, I don't want us to overreact if we see, like, Hoslu start. Or, I mean, hopefully Rondon's fit because I would like to see him start. I know he's, he said, he claims he's fit, but we, we have to see. <laughs> but all the, and, but he claims he's fit, but all the newspapers claim that he's not fit. So, yeah. So, yeah. He was in training. Yeah. He was in training. He was playing. Yeah. I don't, the only, I don't know, man. I mean, if he's fit, know. play him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Kieran Clark was spotted in training too. So, but um, I mean, that doesn't make a difference to the scoreline because yeah. he's not no. going to play. So, no. but it, good for him. Yeah. But it's, it's worth at least, at least noted. We noted it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something that I think I would want to see at this point. Say we start hostile. I don't want people to overreact um, just because that means that we are probably going to bring in Muto. Hopefully around the hour mark. Hopefully it's not too late. Don't give him 10 minutes. Give him, give him 30 yeah, that's uh, my fear is that he's going to come in in the 70th or 75th yeah, or 80th like, minute, and you're like, dude, come on. Let him get his groove on. Like, if he can make an immediate impact, that's amazing. But, if like, if he doesn't, he's going to need some time to, to feel it out and, and figure out when the best time is to, to go on runs. You know, sometimes you just got to feel it out. So, Classic, know, that, classic Bobby Wood scenario. Yeah. <laughs> just come off the bench and score two goals and, like, be irrelevant for the rest of the match. That's yeah. what you guys should – that that could be his role. That should be Perez's role. I mean, yeah. so and it stinks because I would say take him out of the lineup, but you know, it, you yeah, already know he's going to be there. Yeah, it's it's not possible. Yeah, um, watch for our Twitter account because I will be posting more questions on what has Iose Perez done this week to deserve to play a full ninety minutes. Um, that was that was pretty funny. If you haven't seen that, go go <laughs> scroll through Twitter. Yeah, well, we'll we'll post something like that. See what see what answers we can come up with. We'll retweet the best ones. Um, cool. So Southampton's form it's it's not that inspiring, which is great. 
for us. But the form, I think, is kind of out the window because of the international break. So they drew Burnmouth, which I think is a great result, um, considering Burnmouth is playing out of their mind right now. So it was nil-nil draw. But it's been a long time since the Saints have scored. In fact, go at the start of this match, it'll be 385 minutes since their last goal. And I'd like to think with our back line that that will continue another 90. Yeah. I mean, and we, I, I don't think our back line will concede goals against bad teams. Like look at the Brighton game. That goal was a fluke and every bit of fluke you could possibly define the word fluke as. Yeah. And you even close to the corner and it, it was deflection. It was, it was all this other crap. It, it was bad. Yeah, and even Rafa, you could see that in the um, post-game press conference. He said, you know, and then we could see a corner that wasn't even a corner, and they scored off of it. So <laughs> Rafa thinks that they shouldn't even gotten the corner, and that's how that's how the goal was scored. So. I mean, and you you read the we read the stats yeah. the last podcast. We had twenty seven shots. They had like four or something. Like, yeah. like not like bad teams are not going to do well against this this defense. Um, they're pretty solid at the back and that is the one area we have depth in. Well, kind of, we have depth in one position in that area. So yeah, good for us. Yeah. And on, on the same side, uh, who, who are we looking out for? What to watch? What, what do you think on, on them? Jeez, that, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Ings. <laughs> I mean, sure. Danny Ings. We'll, we'll watch out for him. I mean, Forever Newcastle uh, target. So, um, I mean, they, they've had some pretty uninspiring performances, um, to say the least, but there's still some decent people in the squad. I mean, they've got Forster and goal. Ryan Bertrand's good. Uh, you know, you know it's, target, former when I was, target. Yeah, when I was looking at their, their squad and just, like, going over players and whatnot, you see a lot of players that we've been linked to that they've picked up. You have – target you have charlie austin you have danny hicks like and i was like man they have a lot of former like oh yeah we could have gotten him <laughs> yeah i mean all right and we were trying to get target from them yeah and and uh that was a fun series of articles that i had to write that was like target acquired you wrote one i think too and then it was like target not acquired that was sad <laughs> it was fun yeah. it, yeah. it was it was gonna be such a good year of target puns but we but, can't even do those um okay but i would I, say their most threatening player and the guy that i think everyone was expecting to be the next big um southampton player to uh to um make the jump to a bigger club was probably james ward prowse um he's good but i don't know i don't know if he's going to do well i mean in their midfield um i can't hobsberg he scored two goals so i mean maybe he's a threat but Realistically, uh, Danny Ings has been their best player, I guess, so far. He's got three goals in the season. So, Yeah, um, well, actually, I think Hodgeberg has been. Pierre-Emile Hodgeberg, I think. We probably are saying it wrong. Hodgeberg. Yeah, he's Danish. Um, Hogeberg. He's, he's really good, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other Danish player, uh, Versegard. Vestegard. Yeah. He's Yannick. A, yeah, Yannick. He's center uh center back um yes. and he's going to be a challenge <laughs> he's going to be a challenge to get past but after that eh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's not a threat. It's it's just like Brighton. It's Redmond, just like maybe. It's just any, like any other team at the bottom. You've got a couple good guys you should be worried about. Um, but other than that, if you kind of neutralize those guys and take them out of the game, you should have the opportunities to 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 go out and score goals. And I mean, you could say the same for Newcastle, but you could say that tactically, Newcastle have come into a lot of these matches more prepared than some of these other teams that kind of rely on on a couple on a couple um, key players. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be worried about this, but I'm not going to get too cocky in our score predictions and stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's just there's there's no one on this team that's super scary to me. There's not yeah. even anyone on this team that I would really want to sign. I mean, maybe Hodgeberg. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, Danny Ings, sure, because yeah, we don't have sign, any sports goals. <laughs> I'll tell you now, yeah, I would sign Ings and Hodgeberg in a second. Um <laughs> And that's probably it. that's probably it. Maybe maybe Ryan Bertrand. I'd sign James Ward Prowse. He's a yeah. We have to sign a ten. We have to sign. I guess we could put Ings there, but <laughs> we have to have to sign a ten. Whenever we look at a club, just find their number ten and we'll sign them. Yeah, like Pascal <laughs> Gross, we'll sign him. Yeah, <laughs> <Done>. I'm in. <laughs> Bring Sola back for the ten. Let's do it. Yeah, um, he's only like 36. I mean, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. No, but you yeah. know what. Newcastle just buy Wayne Rooney from uh, DC United. <laughs> that might be above our our budget. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's that's too expensive. Yeah, man, that free kick is amazing. Yeah. If you haven't seen Wayne Rooney's latest goal, the free kick, um, it happened over this past weekend. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it. And if you haven't seen, there's a new thread going around about uh, Wayne Rooney's best tweets. And so, if you want to take a trip down memory lane of just like all the ridiculous stuff Wayne Rooney's tweeted. Check that out. That's hilarious. So check it out. But yeah, it's been it hasn't been a great run of form. I think they have maybe six total goals and they haven't scored in a while. And then but you know, Southampton's looking at us the same way. We're a winless side coming to them. And what player are they looking at that's scaring them? I mean, Shelby maybe? Like what? Kennedy. Is that scaring them after how well how he's been this year? I I don't think. Well, so. I would imagine after the last game, you should be a little bit scared of Kennedy because he created a fair bit of chances. Yeah. For some reason, people get scared about Iose Perez. I don't. I don't get it. No. But, yeah. He's he's not going to do anything. I just hey, he created the most chances last game. Never forget. Hashtag never forget that every number ten will be creating the most chances because that's where the ball usually ends up. Whoa! Stop speaking that truth. <laughs> Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that, do you have anything else on this? I'll, I'll go into a little bit of stats. I mean, but I think this is going to be a straightforward <laughs> away match for Newcastle that we're going to try to get a win. I don't think we'll lose. I'll say that. Okay. I don't think we'll lose. I think that if anything, like, I think us losing to Brighton was a fluke, but yeah. that happens and you just have to push forward. I'm not going to guarantee a win because I've done that for every game this season and we've lost every game this season. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we get like a one, one, one draw or zero, zero draw. Like, I I mean, like I just don't, I don't think that we'll get beat. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll do, well, you just kind of give your prediction. Is that your prediction? Sure. I mean, one one draw was literally going to be my prediction. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go nil nil. Um, you go one one. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I want to be able to say a win, but traveling literally across the country 
and just our form it we can't figure it out we can't find a win and um i just don't see it here i mean i feel like southampton's squad is a little bit better than ours if you take player to player um there's there's players that they have that i would easily replace for us but we've played sides that are way better than us and we've we've man we've manned up to the challenge so i don't think there's going to be an issue as far as like can we play to them? Yes, we can, because we've done better. So I think you're, you are going to see some evenness, but yeah, I would take a few of their players over ours, even some of their substitutes over ours, especially in the attacking category. Um, but clearly, like they're not creating goals, but you put one of those players with Shelby behind them, maybe. Maybe they do a little bit better. So yeah. um, Stats-wise... Uh, it hasn't gone well at Southampton for us. I don't know if anyone knows this. So we, Elijah and I were talking this before we recorded, but it's been – so since 2012, 2013, that season in the Prem, we've played five times. Um, and oh, – sorry, six times. And it hasn't gone well. We lost five and we drew once. The one draw was last year. We had Hayden and Perez scored last year. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think many people are predicting that for this year. Um, but yeah, we lost. So going starting in 2012, we lost 2-0. 2013, we lost 4-0. 2015, we lost 4-0. 2016, we lost 3-1 and drew last year. So some lops, lopsided losses. So I, I hope the squad's up for it. Um, so you're predicting 0-0. I'm predicting 1-1. Um, I hope... You guys are a little bit more – we just want to end the streak. We want to have our first win. It's going to be a party on this podcast when we win our first match. So we're, I, we're, I will actually be drinking during the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's going to be – like I'm going to pop open a beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll crack it We'll crack it open into the mic and, too. And, and something that's like not, not, not a cheap beer. I yeah. don't drink that. I, I drink stuff from breweries now. Oh, get, yeah. Yeah. We, we get fancy with it now. We don't, we don't mess around. Yeah. But it's hard to do that when you can't celebrate. So we're almost in it. I just want to win before November. <laughs> just give me a win before November. That's all I ask. Yeah, l- um, let me let me go into now. Thanksgiving with the win. That'd yeah. Be <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd hate to ask, ask Santa for a win. Oh. Oh, if you're asking Santa for a win, we've been relegated. Like, there's yeah, just like, yeah. there's like, it's damn near impossible. <laughs> if you haven't got a win until Christmas, that's that's not good. Yeah, it's no. There's no positive in that. So, um, do you have anything else on the match that you want to mention? And we'll, we'll get into questions. If um, I will mention this. Uh, yeah. The match will happen, and it'll be good. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's all I got about the match. Yeah. I wonder what what kits Newcastle are going to wear. Are we going to see the third kit? Who knows? Oh, I think so. You have Southampton. Oh, no, actually. Stripes. Yeah, yeah. We oh. have to see that blue kit. Yeah, I think. Unless we could Southampton, be the they, might, they might switch it up and go with the solid color. We could see that beautiful away kit. I doubt it. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> no. But yeah, Southampton has one win. They beat Crystal Palace um, at Crystal Palace. And then they, they drew Brighton 2-2. Um, and then. They got smacked by Liverpool, smacked by Wolves, smacked by Chelsea, and then a draw against Bournemouth. I think that covers pretty much. I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so that's that's all we got on that. So we'll get into questions. Um, 
We have the GOAT. Yeah. We have Trevor Mooney. Wait, wait. Can I ask my question that's serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Of course. Um, and this is one. If the, if the, if the listeners want to chime in, they can. Uh, they can just send their uh, answers to our Twitter. Um, but Southampton, uh, known until very recently, you could argue, as a powerhouse for uh, developing youth um, in, in their academy and selling them on to, to bigger and better things. Um, they've had a ridiculous amount of, uh, of, of guys going to big teams for big amounts of money. I mean, Van Jaik, obviously, the most recent. Luke Shaw in the past, Alderweireld. Lolana, like a lot that they've had. So, Greg, if you could take one of the guys that they've sold um, in the past, like, 10, 10, 15 years, I guess, who would you take? Leon Best. Really? No. <laughs> no I was about to say. Leon Best. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, can I do a no way, like, this would never happen, and then a realistic oh, one? Okay, here's the thing is none of these would never happen because all the transfer fees, like, pretty much all of them – broke would would have broken our transfer record yeah almost all of them like oh <laughs> uh, yeah i guess you're true well yeah there's okay. been some that were like so, seven million and stuff but that was like 10 years ago so well like guess- like toby alderwild was like 10 mil or something to spurs yeah. and that was like that was like two years ago i'm so mad at that yeah uh, um that would that wasn't my pick by the way <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that would be a terrible one considering we already have depth at that position. Yeah. Um, my like dream would be Gareth Bale. That'd be okay. amazing. Um, but like one that I would just really would like to see that, that we might be able to get on the cheap ish. I say that. Oh, I know you're going to say, Oh, who you're going to say oxalate Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah. I would love yeah. to see that. He, yeah, it'd be, it's a no brainer. He feels a need. Yeah. He feels a need. I'd like that. Fills a need. Was it good? Good shout. You you guessed it. Yeah, I I just don't think he's not getting used. He's available, and I so I, that's my realistic. And and one of the things I like about Oxlade Chamberlain is that like he would be a good temporary number ten, uh, because he's got the creative ability to do it. But also, if you go and get a real number ten, that's like pure number ten, then you've got him alongside Shelby, and that's just like deadly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's. <laughs> He likes he likes to dribble. He plays the ball off the ground. He really good at through balls. Really good at key passes. Like that's that's what we need. We need I mean, that yeah. guy in the front of. Oh my gosh, it'd be if if there was a takeover. If big if, I think that would be one of the first guys Rafa would try to buy, and I think he'd cost around twenty five million. So, yeah, yeah um, and I think he's like what like twenty five. No, I don't even think he's that old, dude. Really? I don't well, think he's that old. Check. Yeah, check um, it out. I think he's like 23. Because you have to remember that England squad was really young, and there was like only like three players above 25 or something like that. Oh, I win. He's 25. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he should he should try to leave. Yeah. <laughs> like his, his career is like – it's like wrapping up. He should – yeah, I would imagine that he's going to try to force his way out at some point in the future. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, has Yeah, that would tried. just be a, an awesome signing for us. I'd yeah. be – 100% on board. Great question, though. We okay. need more questions like that, guys. I, I want at least Wait, five. Wait, I don't get to answer my own question. Oh, I'm just ranting real quick. 
Okay. I want I want at least five a podcast. I'd love to see a lot more. Just I mean, it literally could be about any is a hot dog a sandwich. Like I don't care. Like just ask it. We we want we want more interaction from y'all, so give it to us. Yeah. Answer your question, Elijah. Okay. I'll answer my own question. Um, like you said, dream signing. Um, that really is not even I don't know if that even makes sense, but yeah, Sadio Mane, of course. That guy yeah. is fast and he scores goals. Um, that's something that we need. Um, but I mean, I guess realistically and semi-realistically, but like not really realistically, someone we probably could have gotten who was also sold for, if you think about it, kind of an undervalue. Um, hmm. Actually, there's two. I'd say Wanyama, just because I'd like to see a guy like that that's like a big ball-winning uh, midfielder that's kind of like Diame, but just like much better alongside <laughs> Shelby. That'd be interesting. But Leilana, I wouldn't mind seeing him play. Oh, Adam Leilana. Another guy who yeah. can play either out wide or at the number 10 role. But I wouldn't mind seeing him play. And it doesn't look like he really gets a lot of playing time um, <laughs> uh, normally as well. So that would be a possible uh, coup d'etat, a more realistic coup for me. Um, I, it'd be like him and Oxley chamber I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if there was some sort of takeover bid and we had money that Rafa was trying to go after either one of those. I'd probably see, think that he's probably would lean towards going after Lilana, but yeah, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Just be happy that they actually sold these players and we're not facing them off on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'll read the potential uh, lineup that they could have had. This is from Daily Mail. Um, we could have had uh, Gazaniga in goal or Naga Gazaniga. I don't know. Uh, Van Jaik and Alderweireld with Daniel Klein and Luke Shaw uh, as their back four. Wanyama in the midfield with Leilana and Oxlade Chamberlain just ahead of them with Walcott, Mane, and Bale as their front three. So, um, yeah, with, with some interesting guys they could have brought off the bench as well. Um, Dejan Lovren and uh, let's see, who else? Morgan Schneiderlin. Yeah. <laughs> Grazale Pele, Callum Chambers, Jay Rodriguez. Um, so, yeah. That's a uh, and Dre Rodriguez is actually a signing I thought we could we could nip uh, this summer as he was going to a team in West Brom that was relegated. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I just thought that if there's a guy who um, could get sold, but that would break our transfer record because he was sold for twelve million. They probably would have to let him go for at least sixteen to seventeen million pounds. So. And we and we got Rondon. Yeah, we got Rondon, who's <laughs> just like just as good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, All right. yeah. so we have the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney. He asks, which saint would you fancy taking a 90-minute stroll with on the southern coast of England? So which saint would you fancy taking a 90-minute stroll with on the southern coast of England? St. Patrick, St. Nicholas, or Mark Hughes? Oh, um, St. Nicholas. Why? Uh, because he's Santa, first and foremost. So I have a lot of questions, scientifically. Like, how does he make himself a fat man fit through a chimney? That's the first question I have. Mm-hmm. And second question would be, like, does he freeze time in order to deliver all the presents? And then the third question would just be me asking for stuff. And then the fourth question, actually, I might lead with this one, is I think Santa's probably got a lot of capital. I could probably convince him to buy the club. Oh. And, and, to, and to hide his identity, I just appear as the owner. Yeah. I'd, I'd take that deal. Okay. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd be into it. It wouldn't, wouldn't mind me. I'd make you, I'd make you like the other guy. <laughs> I wouldn't give you like a legitimate role so people can't get it. You'd be like Justin Barnes where like everyone knows you exist and that you're important, but no one knows really what you do. So I'd give you that role. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I, my favorite hobby is looking important. So it's perfect. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, mine is a very American answer. It's St. Okay. Patrick because that's what he was put on this earth to do, right? Celebrate and get drunk, right? Uh, yeah. I was about to say, that's like the most American white male answer you could give. Yeah. So, <laughs> St. Patrick. I mean, yeah. it's not Mark Hughes. That's the most yeah. interesting person in the world. <laughs> yeah, I would say he's probably the least interesting person. I'd like, rather hang out with Roy Hodgson than that. Oh, I was going to be, I was like, I, that might be, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least he has some like stories, like back in my day stories, get on oh, my yeah. lawn stories or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Talking about when tackles were real, really tackles and there yeah. were no floppers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you got any, anything else, Elijah? Um, no, I just really hope that we do something this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, you can tell the podcast spirits are getting kind of low. So uh, We are. It's, it's hard getting up to do podcasts when we just continuously lose. So imagine what the players are feeling like. <laughs> yeah. Or like our road warriors, the supporters that are going down to Southampton. Yeah. Holy crap, guys, y'all are amazing. Yeah, that's that's a trip. And that's one of the reasons why we did this podcast because we have the, we have the best supporter group in the world. So we do. It's awesome. All right. Well, give us a follow. Interact with us. We're here, and we will respond. That concludes episode. 15 our best episode and our next best episode is the next one of chn radio better than the warren barton one yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and um i'm your host greg troxel and that's elijah news and let's go get three points boys away the lads in the broken nose and gathered the blade and razors.
They called on me to sing a song and I sang the Paddy Fagan. I danced a jig and swung me twig the day I went to bleeding. The blade and tune, the bellman he was carrying there, they called him Jackie Broom. I saw him talking to some chaps, and then he was persuading the Gamsey Jordy Ridley showing the mechanics how it bleeding. Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There were spice dolls and monkey shows and they had wives selling ciders. And you checked with a happening room, they bought you to know my lads for riders. Oh, no. 